Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and weight loss coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones or blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies, and welcome, welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. I hope you guys had an incredible weekend. If you needed to rest and relax, I hope you did that. And if you needed to be productive AF, I hope you did that too. My weekend was pretty good. We went to brunch yesterday, which was really nice. We haven't been out as a family really since we moved, so that was nice. And then we just worked on little house projects. We finally started doing the walls in our house. Um, So we're starting to get some pictures up and things like that, which was nice because they've been looking a little bare. (laughs) We've got to a place where like majority of the big pieces are here in the house. Like we have all of the big furniture and all of like the projects like where we had to like hire someone to do are done. So now it feels a lot less overwhelming each weekend when I start on something, (laughs) which is very, very nice. Honestly, I truly do not see how people move from a house to another house. Like it's nuts. Like just thinking about how much work goes into getting your house how you want it, the mere thought of having to pack up and move again, it makes me sick to my stomach. (laughs) Like it it really, really does. It's crazy. Like y'all really be like moving. I'm I made a joke to Otis like you know, I'm so happy that we love our house so much. And who knows, like in, you know, five years or 10 years, maybe my, my tune will change. But I'm like, I, I just don't see how people like, I have friends that have moved like twice in like the last five years, like houses. And I'm just, it's mind blowing to me, mind blowing. But anyway, (laughs) this week on the potty pod, I wanted to talk about motherhood and weight loss. We recently had a really great coaching call around this topic a few weeks ago in Cheatrition, and it was really, really helpful for my moms out there. And so I wanted to do something like this on the podcast. You know, I think the majority of women who listen to the podcast have at least like one kid, or maybe you're in a serious relationship. (laughs) So you have to account for another person, whatever the case. I think this podcast episode is all about how to cohabitate, you know, be a parent, have a slew of other responsibilities, and also hit your goals and also prioritize yourself. You know, I really, really am passionate about this topic. I love, 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 love to talk about it. Not because I'm about to give you a bunch of mom hacks. Hopefully you guys know me better than that by now. But I love this topic because I'm certain that you'll be able to look at motherhood and weight loss a lot differently or even just prioritizing yourself if you're struggling to do that after this episode or, you know, at the very least, that is my hope for you. I always say if I can give you just one single aha, I've done my job, you know, sign still delivered, close the book, I feel really, really happy. So hopefully I give that to you today. So Lego. So one of the first things I like to look at when I'm coaching moms in the program or I'm doing any type of coaching call around this topic is I love to lead with a mindset shift. I think it's the core of everything I do before you're even receptive, you know, to taking anything I say later on in this episode and applying it to your life. There has to be this shift in perspective very early on. And so 
that is something that I do in every single coaching situation, whether it's group coaching or it's individual coaching in the membership. It's like there has to be this shift in mindset, this shift in beliefs early on or everything's just going to bounce off you and reflect back and you're going to keep doing, you know, what you've been doing. And that shift is you come first, not your kids. Now, I'm not talking about their safety, you know, and their nourishment. You know, I'd jump in front of a bullet, a moving train. I'd lift a car up for mine all day long. But you have to. Your well-being, it has to come before your children. Because when it does, you're able to show up as a better parent for your children. You know, it breaks my heart when women pour and pour and pour and pour into their children and have nothing else to give to themselves. And I see it every day in the program and it is stuff that we work on so much. I also don't think it's healthy when women lose their identity in their children, when the absolute center of their universe revolves around being a mom to the extent that you lose your own identity, your own interests, your own thoughts. And, you know, sometimes moms take this, you know, very harshly. It's, it's, I feel like it's probably natural for your first reaction to get defensive. Like, uh, what kind of shit mom advice is this? <laughs> but just hear me out. I always like to ask this question to my moms who really, they're like hell bent on like really being just a, a mom that just gives their all to their children. And I always ask them, how would you feel if your daughter or your son, you know, felt the way you feel currently, whether that's how you feel in your body, how you feel mentally, how you feel day to day. How would you feel if your daughter, you know, 20 years from now is like, mom, you know, I'm giving everything to my kids, but, you know, I'm overwhelmed when I end the day, or I feel like I'm not good enough, or, you know, I'm beating myself up because we couldn't do X, Y, Z, and I haven't even, you know, exercised in three years, and I'm just kind of eating their leftovers. Like, I'm just... I'm getting the scraps and they're getting everything I have to give. If my daughter came to me and said that, I'd be like, give me your kids, take a month off and go do something for yourself. Like I'd be heartbroken. I think so many moms are consumed with their children and in turn, they completely neglect themselves. And so I always like to put that into perspective is like, how would you feel if your child felt how you did? Would you want that for them? Would you want them to feel lost or overwhelmed or neglected? Or would you say to them like, hey, baby, you've got to take care of you. You've got to do some things that make you happy, that you enjoy, that fulfill you. Or would you be like, suck it up, you're a mom. This is what you signed up for. Hopefully not. The truth is when you die, you die alone. It's just you. This is your life. And I would hate to get to the end of my life and feel like everything and everyone else came before my own dreams, my own goals, my own desires. As moms, it's easy to want to be martyrs. You know, we think that giving up so much of our lives makes our children's lives so much better, but I don't agree. I think we actually don't give our children the best possible life and experience we can by pouring into them at our expense. I think when children are raised by 
a happy mom, a healthy mom, a productive mom, a mom who feels her emotions unapologetically, who sets healthy boundaries with her children, who's okay with messing up or missing a step. I think we show them how to show up for themselves. I think we teach them how to prioritize themselves and not let anyone benefit at their expense. You know, something I hear a lot is like, well, Chantel, my kids are constantly coming to me for everything. I can't catch a break. And I always remind them that that's a learned behavior. We teach people how to treat us, including our children. And now I feel like I have to say this, but I am, if you like just popped out a baby and the baby's like (laughs) three weeks old, I'm not talking about you today, but I do want you to keep this episode in mind. You know, when I was losing my weight, I had to really practice this. And my daughter was just a toddler at the time, literally like two or three years old. I started my journey with two minutes of meditation in the morning after months of spiraling and restricting from like this place of desperation and shame. I took a new direction and I tried something that had zero things to do with like nutrition or workouts or just even the focus being weight loss. I simply practiced taking a moment for myself in my day. And as a mom, that is a skill you have to build. So for just two minutes, my three-year-old could not bug me. And if she tried, I would remind her that I was taking my time to meditate. And I would simply reset the clock until I got a full two minutes of uninterrupted time. It wasn't easy at first. But I tweaked and I tweaked and I tweaked my approach and I stayed consistent with enforcing the boundary, but also making it easy on her to respect the boundary, like, you know, setting her up to play or putting on an educational show or whatever the case was. You know, if I need space, if I need time, if I need an hour to myself, my daughter respects that. And I respect her. We respect her, my husband and I too. We've taught each other as a family unit to respect boundaries and wishes. Like my daughter is at the age where she really vocalizes her boundaries now. I can't tell you how many times I've been like asked to leave her room, like mid-sentence. I'm like, can I, okay, you need space, but can I finish my thought first? And she's like, mom, I really like, I'm trying to read right now. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? You got it. Teaching our children to respect our no, respect our space, respect our need for me time is something I truly believe can be taught to every single child. Now, of course, within reason, like if you have a child who has special needs, and this is obviously not my area of expertise, I'm more so speaking generally. But even in those cases, while it absolutely is a harder job, the need to prioritize yourself is even greater. It's something that you should honestly do more of. You cannot show up as the best mom from an empty cup. You just cannot do it. I like, I don't care who you are. It's, you can't do it. It's not sustainable. And so then the question becomes, okay, Chantel, well, I'm a mom. I don't have all this time in the day to just pour into myself. And it's like, well, then find it. You don't have to meditate and journal for an hour every morning, but what are your windows of opportunity? Where are those times in the day that you're mindlessly scrolling on TikTok or Instagram 
or you're caught up doing like tasks that absolutely can wait, that are absolutely not a priority, that absolutely do not need to be done this very second, like where are your windows of opportunity? You know, do you spend an hour after you put the kids to bed scrolling on your phone or maybe like doing the laundry or your or cleaning? It's like, okay, well, what if we split that time? What if we split that hour and we said, okay, I'll give myself 30 minutes every night to get as much laundry done as possible or to get as much cleaning done as possible. And whatever is not done in that 30 minutes, it's just got to wait until my next 30 minute window. And then, you know, the other 30 minutes is for me to journal. It's for me to do a Pilates routine or to prep my work snacks for the next day or to plan my meals. I look at routines, especially routines that involve your children as a layer of built-in accountability. Like if your child wakes up at like, I don't know, like 7 a.m. every day, that means you have a 7 a.m. deadline to get in that workout or to prep your lunch or to take a quick walk around the neighborhood or to journal or to make your coffee and listen to a podcast episode on the porch in silence. Like you've got a deadline to meet. That deadline won't be necessarily on the money each day. But your child absolutely has rhythms and routines, and it is your job to see what those are and to plug in time for you in the in-between. Scrolling on your phone after a long day of work and after you put your kids to bed is not pouring into you. That is you escaping from your reality and distracting yourself, pouring into you. But now let me just say, I love a good TikTok scroll, let me tell you. But I plan in like downtime. Absolutely. Like I will literally say to my husband, hey, I'm going to go lay in the bed for the next 30 minutes and scroll TikTok. <laughs> like it is planned time to be an absolute couch potato. But there has to be this shift in perspective that says, I know when I journal, I feel better. I know when I work out, I feel better. I know when I go to sleep, knowing that my work snacks are prepped for the next day and I have an easy breezy morning in front of me in terms of like what I'm doing for myself, I know I feel better. That, my friend, is prioritizing yourself. You know, something I hear from moms a lot in Sheetrician is like this, this need to just like completely zombie out at the end of the day. And it's like, we've got to start processing how we're feeling. And we have to start taking steps that actually address the overwhelm, the anxiety, the frustration. And that comes from doing things that is backed by science that will absolutely help you feel better, like eating a little bit better or not overeating or not binging or, you know, taking a very quick walk or journaling, processing your feelings or taking time to listen to something so that you learn more tools to process those said feelings. So many people want to separate their lives as moms from their weight loss, but that's not how it works. You have to learn how to live life and lose weight because a part of weight loss is maintenance. It's not, you're not here just to lose weight. You are here to learn how to keep the weight off that you are losing. And that comes from some changes. It comes from a little effort. It comes from some tweaks in your routine and learning how to navigate your everyday life while you have your weight loss goal. And also to be very, very clear, your kids needing to be at, you know, soccer practice at 7 p.m. when you got off work at five and had to come home and, 
get his clothes and then you got to rush to, you know, the stadium to get him there on time is not the reason that you overate at lunch. Your weight loss will simply come down to you not overeating. You don't need to do fancy meal prep. You don't need to do, you know, do hours in the kitchen. You don't need a trainer that you've got to block off two hours a day for. Sometimes our expectations of what our weight loss should look like is the reason that we stay stuck. And when you can simplify your calorie deficit, it is one of the best things that you can do. Kids are no kids. You don't need to do a lot. And when you remind yourself, I just need to make sure that today I'm not eating if I'm not hungry. I'm not eating just to eat. Or I'm not eating past full. Or I'm drinking my water. Everything else I do is a cherry on the Sunday, but I'm mastering my foundation. And it's okay if learning how to do that with children feels hard. Like let's normalize not every change we make feeling like a walk in the park, especially if it's a brand new habit. It's okay if it feels hard to do. It's okay if it feels like effort. That's what makes the reward so great. So as you start your brand new week, and you're looking at your schedule with your kids, I want you to ask yourself, what can you take off? What can you prioritize? What can you move around so that you can prioritize yourself? What can you do less of? What can you offload? What boundaries can you put into place and begin practicing with your kids? Like I love for whenever I'm teaching you know, members in the program to start practicing boundaries with their kids, which, which benefits the children too, because then they learn how to place boundaries on other people. I think we just keep forgetting that part is like, especially as moms, it's like when you prioritize yourself, you teach your children to prioritize themselves. I feel like it is a lot easier for your kid to grow up and be like, hey, I'm not doing that right now. I will in 30 minutes. I'm doing this for me. When they've seen their mom do that their whole life. Like that is something that I just, I feel like we're really going to see um, the product of in, in Bexley, which is just like her being like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I'm really proud of that. But ask yourself, like, what boundaries can you put into place? Maybe it's just like, you know, my kids are not ready to leave me alone for an hour, but I know they can probably give me 10 minutes of uninterrupted time. So can we start there? And then ask yourself, how can you make it easy on them to respect the boundary? I promise you, if you can just do some of the things that I'm asking you to do in this episode, you will get to the end of this week and you will feel so much better. Truly, truly, truly. That is what I have for you today, my friends. I hope that today was your reminder that you are a priority and that when you leave this earth, it is just going to be you. And it would be so freaking amazing if you got to the end of your road one day and you looked back and you really felt like you lived for you, that you prioritized yourself, that you achieved the things that you wanted to achieve. So if this was helpful, I always ask that you share it with a friend that you really feel needs to hear this so that we can help more women just like you lose their weight for good. And until then, I'll see you next week, boo.